0: Hello welcome to the Kyoto Fun Podcast. My name is Nile, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we're going to bring you tips and stories about travel in Japan, especially Kyoto City. We'll also share our insights into local culture for your enjoyment. Let me help you get the most out of a trip to this beautiful country by sharing what I've learned in my more than 10 years experience of living in Japan. I'm also the owner-operator of Kyoto Fun Tours. As a tour guide of my adopted home, I've had the unique opportunity to meet people from all around the world and learn about travelers' needs and questions. Join me as I share what I've learned along with some fun stories about life in Japan. Today's episode is about table manners. So grab your chopsticks and get ready for this special edition. Kyoto Fun Podcast is brought to you by Kyoto Fun Tours. Let Kyoto Fun take you on an epic day of sightseeing in this amazing city we call home. Choose from bike rides, hikes, walks, and even chauffeured day courses by private car. Let your trip to Kyoto come alive on a guided tour with Kyoto Fun Tours. In this Spotlight on Japan series episode, I'm going to tell you a little something about table manners. Now almost everyone I'm sure who's listening to this has eaten Japanese food and has a love for it and that's part of the reason why you're thinking of coming to Japan or have already come to Japan. There have been a few people I've met who haven't been able to master the chopsticks but it seems like most people know what they're doing by now partly due to how popular sushi has become and you don't really want to eat sushi with a fork do you? funny thing is sushi is in fact something that can be eaten by hand and a lot of Japanese do eat sushi with their fingers, especially in a high-class sushi place. So I'm going to tell you a little something about the do's and don'ts in Japan and just to give you a little uh, sense of how to have good manners at the table. I'll also teach you a few expressions which you can use when dining and to... Um, Create some rapport with uh, a restaurant staff or someone you're having a meal with. So let's start with chopsticks. What are some of the things you shouldn't do with chopsticks? One thing I notice a lot of people doing is when they separate the uh, wooden chopsticks, they kind of rub the sticks together. That's something I've seen uh, Western travelers doing. And I'll be honest, I've done that myself, especially when I was in Canada. In Japan, that actually looks like you're saying the chopsticks are kind of cheap, and you're trying to get the um, trying to get the uh, sawdust off of them, so to speak. So once you open the chopsticks, unless they really are cheap chopsticks, and you want to kind of polish them up, so to speak, there's no need to rub them together. So you've uh, separated the chopsticks. Now, where do you put them? A lot of times they have a little rest for the chopsticks. Uh, sometimes it's like a little piece of porcelain or I've even seen a peanut used as one. So you can rest them on there. Another thing you can do is put them on the side of your bowl, uh, normally kind of facing out from you and just or across the bowl. On the edge of the bowl that's a common place to leave them or with the tips touching the plate and the the rest not the worst thing you can do with chopsticks why don't i tell you that first is place them in the rice like sticking up from the rice and i'll tell you why the reason is that when you uh when you put the chopsticks in the rice like that and it's a way to offer Food to the deceased, so to speak, at their altar. So, at a Buddhist altar, you will put chopsticks like straight up and down in the white rice and place the white rice on the altar. So, if someone sees your chopsticks like that, it will remind them of of like a Buddhist funeral or something like that. And there's one more taboo with chopsticks, which is also related to funeral rites. Passing items from one set of chopsticks to the other set is also forbidden. So if you have like a great piece of fried chicken that you want to share with someone, you can either put it onto their plate and let them pick it up with their chopsticks, but you should never go chopstick to chopstick, so to speak. Now the word for chopsticks in Japanese is hashi. So hashi is... You might hear people say hashi, hashi, like you'll, especially in like convenience stores, hashi or fork. So they usually will give you either one or the, the other, or you can get both. So that's a little bit about chopsticks. Uh, holding your bowl or holding your plate, that's something that's a bit different. And that took me time to get used to as well. So it's actually good manners to pick up the bowl that you're eating from, especially if it's rice or soup. And to kind of use the chopsticks to almost shovel the the rice into your mouth. To not pick up... If you don't want to pick the bowl up, you should at least put your hand on the bowl or holding the bowl. This is something that still annoys my wife is if I go to put my chopsticks... My wife's Japanese, by the way. If I go to uh, pull some rice out of the rice bowl without actually touching it, I kind of get in trouble for that, so... I've been made aware of that. Uh, I still make the mistake sometimes, but I try to keep that in mind. With soups, you tend to um, pick out the things with chopsticks that you want to eat, like the larger items, and then just drink the soup straight from the soup bowl. You can do the same with large uh, bowls of noodles and things. Normally, people will eat the the noodles first and then drink from the bowl. With ramen and other things, you also can get a large soup spoon for for drinking the broth as well. Now, speaking of noodles, you've probably heard that people slurp their noodles, right? Well, that's not a rumor. That's true. People sometimes really go to town on it, too. Like, you can hear the... Like, very, very uh, hardcore slurping. And... I've gone native on that, I have to admit, and I I enjoy slurping the noodles. One reason is it actually cools them down a little bit, and things are served really hot here. Like, it's rare to get anything that's not piping hot. Feel free to slurp away. You don't have to, though, so sometimes the soup spoon for the noodles you can use to kind of collect the noodles up and eat them from the soup spoon, too. So those are a few things about uh, sound. One thing I found too is people aren't as picky about the talking and eating thing here. And if you read anything, it'll say, oh, it's bad manners. But I think that's one people are not as um, strict on as we can be. It, It really depends on the family or the people. One thing about rice, again, is in general you should try to eat... Everything on your plate, like leaving food, is kind of a taboo here. Uh, luckily, the portions are small, so it's rare that you need to leave much. But you should try to eat as much as you can of what you've ordered. Like it's it's now when I go abroad, like I was in France a few years ago, and I saw someone left like half of their meal, and I was going, oh my god, it it almost freaked me out because I'd gotten so used to Japan where. It's almost, like, uh, rude to do so. So please try to eat as, as much as you can. Rice is one thing. Like, you won't be expected to. But if you leave rice in the bowl, that's actually the worst thing that you can uh, leave behind. Now, as a Western... Tra- or, you know, wherever you're traveling from, people won't be expecting you to follow all the Japanese rules. But... It does kind of make people go, oh, like they kind of get this little strange feeling when they see rice not finished. Now, I, sometimes I just can't finish the rice. So I'll either, for, you know, if you don't feel like you can eat that much rice, you can first say no uh, half size rice. or Or what you can do is, if you can't finish it, try to push all the rice together, at least, that you didn't eat. And I don't know why, but... Seeing, like, little chunks of rice randomly in a rice bowl actually is annoying to Japanese people as well. Honestly speaking, I'm forced to eat every single grain of rice in my rice bowl at home. So if I even if there's one little grain left, my wife will turn the bowl around and be like, you missed one. So I've, I've gotten used to it now, but uh, it took a little while. Again, you're not going to be expected to follow these rules, but it's just, you know, I'm here to tell you a bit the table manners and might as well tell you everything, right? So then, uh, what else can we talk about? Yeah, sauces. So, maybe the most kind of sacrilege thing you can do with sauce, and this is something my mom did on day two of her trip to Japan, is pour soy sauce on top of white rice. Like, this will make Japanese people just go, ah, what's going on? Like, it's really weird for them white rice is just white rice but they do have something called fudekake it's like a uh, you can sprinkle on like um, sesame seeds and salmon flakes uh, seaweed that can be a nice way to um, add a bit of variety to your rice another thing uh, each item you buy will have different sauce for it so Gyoza has gyoza sauce. Uh, Tempura has tempura sauce. This kind of meat uses this sauce. And sometimes you'll have like four different kinds of sauce for uh, barbecued meat. When you mix the sauces, that also freaks people out. So if you dip like fried chicken into tempura uh, sauce, they'll go, what are you doing? And it's like, well, fried chicken's kind of tempura. It just has a different batter. But no, you can't put that in that sauce. So. Again, these are things that it won't matter if you're a traveler from overseas, but it's something that's kind of unique, and I found funny that at first I was going, that's stupid, but now I'm like Japanese. Oh, my God, he's using the the gyoza sauce for the chicken. They can't do that. So you'll find uh, if you decide like me to live here for more than seven or eight years, it'll probably be the same. One more thing would be uh, pouring drinks. So when you pour uh, someone's drink, it's it's polite for someone to lift up the glass and when they pour for them and then offer to pour for that person. So pouring your own drink is not as common. And this is within Asia. It's not only in Japan. I'll talk more about the drinking in the drinking episode. But yeah, just be aware of that. Um. Maybe keeping an eye on each other's drinks and making sure they're full as well. So let's end out today's episode with some expressions you can use uh, at the table. One important expression that you should use when you uh, start to eat is Itadakimasu. Itadakimasu means like a bon appetit or thank you for the food. Right before you eat, you place your hands together like in prayer. And you say, itadakimasu. You want to try it? Itadakimasu. Itadakimasu. Some of my friends, one, well, one of my friends, when he taught me this expression, he said, it sounds like eat a duck at mass. Eat a duck at mass. So if you say, at mass," people won't really figure out that you're saying some random English sentence. And it'll sound like, itadakimasu. If you say this word, you're going to really impress the locals. Now, the other word you want to say at the end of the meal is Gochiso sama. Gochiso sama. Or Gochiso sama deshita. Deshita makes it a past tense word. It makes it more polite. So Gochiso sama. Gochiso sama deshita. Gochiso sama deshita. That means, thank you for the food. And I often use this as I leave a restaurant. And I'll say it not only to the waiter, but also the chef. It's also very important to use this word when someone has treated you to dinner. Or to lunch or whatever. Uh, so, gochisousama deshita. Gochisousama deshita. Gochisousama deshita. This is an important expression. Uh another word you can use is oishi. Oishi means delicious. Oishi. So you can say oishi おいしい。oishi or you can say oishi kata. means it was delicious. So to add kata makes it past tense. So oishikata. Oishikata. Oishikata means it was delicious. And this is a very good word to use with uh, chefs or, or someone who's cooked for you. So one more time, that's itadakimasu for uh, thank you for the food or bon appetit. Gochisousama ごちそうさま or gochisousama deshita for thank you for the meal. And oishi for delicious. Oishi Oishikatta for it was delicious. Now remember to use some uh, more intonation for oishi, because if you say "Uh, oishi, it doesn't sound like you really enjoyed it. So oishi, a little higher pitch will make it sound more genuine. I hope that when you come to Japan and you enjoy dining with Japanese people or in a Japanese restaurant, you can remember some of these tips to help make sure you enjoy your meal and you can impress upon the locals your your local knowledge so thanks for tuning in sayonara and arigato as always be sure to have a look at our show notes for any links that were mentioned and a glossary of any japanese terms used in the episode if you enjoyed the show be sure to subscribe so that you won't miss out on a future episode. And while you're at it, write us a little review on iTunes and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at KyotoFun. Have a burning question about Japan? Send us your questions and we might even base our next episode on the question you ask. Thanks again for tuning in. Arigato and sayonara.